Richard Radio begins in three, two, one. Welcome to Virtual Reality Church. Welcome to our virtual church. Zoom church is not church. Is there some type of way for a virtual congregation? You're not a congregation if you don't congregate. We have just finished our virtual church. You can worship in the comfort of your own home and at your convenience. When you combine this access with the loss of the local, I become my own confession and I go around the World Wide Web listening for echoes that say back to me what I've already decided to believe. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. It is no longer the economy, comma, stupid. This is Wretched Radio. Perhaps you recall, but decades ago, presidential contenders encouraging people to vote for him because I'll take care of you economically. Hence, it's the economy, stupid. Something has changed. On Tuesday night, individuals in Ohio and in Kentucky and in Old Virginia, they have revealed that there is now a new priority in our country. It is not the economy. It's autonomy, the life issue. It was on the ballot. And America, at least in several states, made it very clear that having the right to do with their own body anything that they want to do to participate in the procreative act without the procreative consequences is more important than the economy. Was at the gym, you probably noticed I work out. And the CNN was up on the screen, which is gutsy for for a gym in Georgia to put the CNN up. And they were showing a poll, the number of people who were Democrats who were thrilled with Joe Biden. It was 70-some percent. Yep, yep, he's doing a great job. And then the next question was, how do you think we're doing economically? And about the same 70% said PU. And yet they were willing to vote for him. They said, we'll vote for him, even though we're going in the wrong direction. Why? Because economy is not nearly as important as autonomy, to be sure. Economical concerns, they are indeed self-interest issues. What I'm paying at the pump, price of bread. Can I afford new shoes for my child? That's definitely a self-interest issue. But something has superseded it, and I believe the election on Tuesday demonstrates that. People voting for candidates that have not contributed to a zesty economy. In other words, they've been hurt economically by the blue party, and yet they vote for it. Why? Because autonomy is more important than economy. Ohio, perhaps you heard some of the pundits, the deep red state, they vote to enshrine abortion into the Constitution. Whoa, what in the world happened there? Now, I grant you we could get into the weeds, not on this program, but we could get into the weeds who voted, when they voted, etc. But I do believe we can draw some conclusions for what we saw in Ohio, Virginia. We saw it in Kentucky. Kentucky? Kentucky has now got, once again, a Democratic governor. And yet people in Kentucky, they've certainly noticed that there must be a new definition of the word better. Because when our president tells us we're building back better, It clearly doesn't mean what that word used to mean, which is, you know, better. 
So if he actually redefined the word better, which they want to do, to redefine words for their own purposes, we're building back more expensively, which just costs more to live these days. But people don't seem to care. Something else is more important to them. It is autonomy. And I am no political prognosticator, but because the worldview in this country has so shifted, I think we can anticipate more elections looking just like the results of Tuesday night. And I would suggest to you, now is the time that we rekindle our zeal as Christians in two areas. Number one, evangelism. If people believe rightly, they will vote rightly. When they don't, they won't. When an individual believes that what is in the mother's womb is an image bearer of God, Allah, the Bible, they are less inclined to want to dismember it and have it vacuumed out of a woman's body. But belief has got to inform that decision. Otherwise, self-interest supersedes the concerns and cares of others. It is about me, me, me. And I don't care what that thing is in there. Get rid of it so that I can go to school, get a job, continue going to the bars, not have this responsibility. Self-interest will be conquered by the interests of other. One way, regeneration. Number two. We need to be reminded afresh, perhaps, of exactly what abortion is. A very helpful article at the American Reformer. This is from Zef, sorry, sir, Zefram, Zefram Foster, titled Profane Sacrament. That's what he's describing abortion as, a profane sacrament. Abortion stains the very land itself. It spills blood onto the earth, into the very soil of a nation, and turns God's face against it. Look to the book of Leviticus. Look to the law of God. What do you see? When people were offering up their children to Moloch, you defile my sanctuary. You profane my holy name. This is Leviticus 20. I will set my face against that man, against his family, and will cut him off. That's how God responds to people who sacrifice their babies. In other words, kill their babies for the sake of, in this instance in the Old Testament, appeasing the gods, which also was self-serving. If the gods are happy with me, I'll have a better life. Today, abortion is the sacrifice of Molech so that I can do whatever I want to do and have a happy life. And we need to let people know you make that decision. God will set his face against you and you do not want that. You are defiling the land, not just making this decision behind closed doors. You're defiling the land. Paul tells us offerings to false idols are offered to demons. So we shouldn't forget that demons and evil powers are not only real, but can play a significant role in atrocities that are acted out by human beings. The demons behind the false gods of this world are active, living, malevolent agents that seek worship for themselves to lead people away from the worship of God. What is he saying? That abortion is a really demonically influenced decision 
It's an act of blasphemy. It's an attempt to destroy a person created in the image of God. This is why anthropology is so important that we think about human beings being different than animals. I keep reading these ridiculous articles. Now, uh, they think uh, monkeys are just like human beings because they saw some monkeys that were fighting against other monkeys go on top of the hill so that they had a more strategic advantage. See, those monkeys are like George Patton because they're the same as people. Another one of these ridiculous studies, rats, they've determined to have an imagination. Don't ask me how they got in their noodles, but apparently rats have it. What? Because they're just like people. A rat is a pig, is a dog, is a boy. The, the world diminishes the view of human beings. Monkeys, it determines 50-year-old female monkeys go through menopause. See? They're just like us. No, they have the same creator. We're not the same. Because they, menopausal monkeys don't create medicine to help affect that. They don't create, you know, air conditioners, or, or, or whatever is needed for self-care. Because there's a difference between a monkey and a human being, not to the world. We bring down the image of man, raise up the image of animal. Wa and la, we're the same. And we need to remind the world, no, humans are better, not bragging or anything, but my opposable thumb tells me so. Molech is not dead. Demons don't die. The very same spirit behind the Assyrian people that was receiving the dead bodies of children en masse is still living and still collecting bodies today. Abortion isn't just the murder of an individual. It's murdering the idea of humanity itself. It's, we're going to erase the image of God. There's been 63 million babies sacrificed in this country. <laughs> you want to talk about Genocide, my pro-Hamas friends, 63 million babies. It's a negation of potential, of the idea of life, of humanity in a general sense being valuable. Abortion, this is a great quote, abortion is a childish temp tantrum thrown against the very idea that a human might be, might live, might love, and reflect God's glory back at him, being made in his image. It's an attempt to overthrow the image of God. That's what they are doing when they continue to desire and affirm legally the dismemberment of children in the womb. We've turned a corner, and I think the election on Tuesday night demonstrates that. When people are willing to vote against the self-interest of finances and say, it's not the economy, stupid. It's my autonomy. We're living in a different world. And if we want to see a world change and babies' lives saved, still one solution. La Gospel. This is Wretched Radio. So you aren't convinced of the importance of training godly men to rightly divide the word of truth in churches 
internationally? Well, then we'll let Paul Washer convince you. You have to support men who are elder qualified proclaimers of the word. When we support a man coming out of TMAI, we know not only that he is properly trained, but we know that he will still be supervised. Would you please join TMAI, the Master's Academy International, in advancing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through expository preaching in local churches around the globe. It's a magnificent ministry and it's so important. Please consider partnering with TMAI at wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Thank you for supporting indigenous pastors around the world. All right, well, buckle up, get ready. Road Trip to Truth Season 4 is back. Host John Fabara is also back this year. But what's different this year is he has a traveling companion. Our buddy Jake Ream is joining him on the Road Trip to Truth for Season 4. And this is not going to be your typical grandma's Bible study. No, 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 no. If any of our other seasons are any indication, you know exactly what you're in store for. Hard-hitting questions, controversial topics, and a heaping dose of biblical truth. Sin, death, atheism, racism, critical race theory, you name it, they're going to cover it this season, and they're not going to pull any punches while they're doing it. Get ready, because they're going to tackle the toughest issues facing Christians today from a solid biblical perspective. Road Trip to Truth Season 4, available for purchase now at wretched.org slash four. That's wretched.org slash F-O-U-R. I know how you're feeling at the thought of switching from traditional health insurance to MediShare, which is affordable biblical health sharing. That's a big decision, and it can be kind of scary, which is why Mrs. Freel and I researched MediShare and determined, yeah, we can trust this ministry. Christians paying for the health needs of other Christians. It's a magnificent ministry. 98% member satisfaction rate. It's amazing. The average family saves $500 per month. If that sounds intriguing, and I hope it does, please do your research. Visit metashare.com slash wretched, metashare.com slash wretched, or call them and talk to a really nice person at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. Know your reformers. John Whitcliffe, called the morning star of the Reformation, was a professor at Oxford in the 1300s who preached against papal authority in matters of doctrine, politics, and church practice. After his death, his bones were dug up, burned, and spread over the river. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. As the world turns. Insane. No matter what else we do in life, we all need to find a way to be sexuality educators for the kids in our lives. Ugh. Ugh. This is Wretched Radio as the world turns insane and hostile. Zoing Scoob, have you seen some of the pontifications about the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson? Is he taking a beating? 
And so is Answers in Genesis. <laughs> Apparently, these days, for believing what the Bible actually teaches, that's worthy of absolute mockery. And who least qualified to lead that mockery? It would be Stephen Colbert. Christian, Mike Johnson, and Answers in Genesis are not the only ones in sight here. Johnson is so bible helped get public funding for an organization called Answers in Genesis, no. which believes the Earth is only 6,000 years old, so oh. they could get public funding to build a theme park in Kentucky called the Ark Encounter, a life-size Noah's Ark Museum. Don't forget to visit the gift shop where you can pick up those adorable salt shakers filled with Lot's actual wife. Okay, that's, that's, no. a, funny, that's, that's a funny joke. That aside, when the Ark is mocked, when the Bible is laughed at, when the idea that the earth is just 6,000 years old is considered late night talk show fodder, ooh, we, we, we're living in a brave new world, aren't we? According, don't look back, according to uh, the literature, the museum is a place where children can learn that dinosaurs were passengers on the ark. Yes, many early humans had dinosaurs as pets. It's right there in the book of Hanna-Barbera. And the Lord spake to Hezekiah, have thou a yabba-dabba-doo time, a dabba-doo time. We'll have a gay old, wait, not that part. The, Jimmy, I'm trying to remember, Stephen Colbert. Uh -huh. Didn't Tim Keller say that he's one of the best evangelists for Christianity in the world? <laughs> what evidence is that? Well, we're listening to it right now, aren't we? <sighs> Wilma! It's a living. Unless you think Mike Johnson was just some lawyer representing a client there, here he is talking about the Ark Encounter on his podcast. The Ark Encounter is one way to bring people to this recognition of the truth that, you know, what we read in the Bible are actual historical events. Oh, how mockable. You believe in the Bible, you fool. Rolling Stone magazine uh, calling uh, Mike Johnson creepy. Why? Because he admitted, I think it was on record somewhere in a video someplace, that he uses Covenant Eyes. It's a software to hold everybody accountable, at least those who use it. If you go to a website that is potentially uh, inappropriate for believers, it will inform a friend. Who's his friend? His 17-year-old teenage son. So that dad can see what the son is looking at. And he did say he's very pleased his son has a clean record. And son can look at dad's profile so that he can see his dad is a man of his word. Rolling Stone can't even grasp that. They think that it's some sort of creepy, erotic sort of relationship because they, they're not, they weren't looking at the other person's porn as was insinuated. It was that you look to make sure the other person is not looking at porn. Nevertheless, flipped on its head. But, but everybody has to be looking at porn, Todd. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That's... And everybody needs to make sure that they buy stocks. He, I, I can't remember who it was, but somebody was mocking him because supposedly the rumor is, I don't know if it's verifiable, but that he lives paycheck to paycheck and that he doesn't have stocks. You know, using his position of power for self-interest. What's the matter with that guy?
What kind of freak are we dealing with here? And I think Jen Pataki, didn't she also go after him? And by way of Mike Johnson, to all of us, that we are all these weird, stupid kind of people. I think I've got it right here. Former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Did I say Pataki? I think it's, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. My it's something. Pentologies. Now has her own show on MSNBC. The Bible doesn't just inform his worldview. It is his worldview. Whoa, can you believe it? In fact, during his first speech in his new job, he suggested his election as Speaker of God. Speaker was an act of God. Yes, because everything is, madam. That ain't crazy talk. Thinking that there's nothing organizing all of this is crazier. Not the bead posted a video clip of a comedian. And they beeped out his swearing. Nevertheless, we're not going to play it. But it sure was. Cl- Did you see it, Jimmy? Yeah, the thing about nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty clever. I did too. And so let me get this. This is what you need to understand, my atheistic friend, my evolutionary pal. And I don't know what the guy's profession of faith is or isn't. But he said, nothing is the problem. You believe that out of nothing came everything. But the word nothing actually means nothing. And he went on to mock that. I thought pretty well. But then I thought, what was the, what was the punchier point? So when you die, you think that you are just going to become nothing. So in other words, your God, nothing, who's the creator of everything, you're going to return to your God. Hey, that's called heaven. <laughs> it's, they believe Atheism is a very religious worldview, very religious. But they look at us like we are absolutely nuts. She characterized his policy positions as essentially what you'd expect from a religious fundamentalist. I believe he was being called a Christian nationalist, a Christian fascist. Hey, there's an oxymoron for 500. They're more divisive than they are divine. I'll bet she tweeted that. Yep, other organizations calling him a Christo-fascist. And you've got Bill Maher likening him to the main mass shooter. (laughs) Mike Johnson represents you, whether you're from Louisiana or not. Because if you believe in, you know, the Bible, if you believe that God created the world in 624-hour days, if you believe that there was a big boat, you know, like so many of the different stories that we have from varying nations that all affirm there was a really big flood and there was a really big boat. Why? Because there was a really big flood and a really big boat. Those, those stories aren't just, well, that's just lucky. Isn't that crazy that so many different nations have those stories that something like that happened? What a coincidence. But then again, the evolutionary worldview is one of coincidence. You are now in this country considered fodder for late night talk show hosts. There, there used to be a little bit of, it wasn't, it wasn't just that people didn't want to hear about politics before going to bed because clearly they do. But if you go back to the time of say Johnny Carson, you'll have to Google him. Johnny Carson. You you couldn't tell which side of the aisle that he was on because he didn't want to offend half of his audience. 
Now, but besides that, I think there was more to it than that. It was just, do we, do we have to, like, be so nasty? And the answer is yes. Yes, they do. So as you watch the saga of Mike Johnson, I think we do well to remember um, they're not just talking about him. They're talking about you. And I, and I would say this. If you are seeing this type of behavior and, and you think that somehow trying to ride the fence of truth, I'm not going to be very bold about these, not going to make sure I don't want them to get mad at me. They already are. And, and your silence will not be deemed an acceptable sacrifice at the altar of autonomy. It, these churches that desire to play it cool about marriage. By the way, I did see in England there is a Methodist church that is saying we're going to start doing gay marriages. That's a Methodist church in England, the home of Mr. Methodist John Wesley. It, it, it won't do them any good because if you still have a cross in your church, if you have any vestige of Christianity in your theological statement, that's all it takes because this is a world that isn't just showing that their minds are increasingly darkened. This is a world that is increasingly hostile toward the truth. They have to be. We're called to love. It was, we did this study, Bible study, just this week, First John. We love because God loves. What is the greatest commandment? What is the greatest commandment? Heath Lambert wrote, you can tell a lot about somebody by what they, what they command you to do. God commands us to love. Why? Because he is love. So while the world increasingly hates, we are called to increasingly love. But that's not the same as capitulation. This is Wretched Radio. And it's now time for a Wretched News Break here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Well, it seems as though Democratic leadership finally grew a backbone earlier this week as they condemned one of their own. They denounced Representative Rashida Tlaib for her inflammatory comments about Israel at a recent event. Tlaib outrageously accused Israel of racism and made other false allegations against the only democracy in the Middle East. Her own party called the remarks poisonous rhetoric that perpetuate hate. Let's hope this is not just um, lip service from the left. In education news, the Department of Education appears to be retaliating against a Christian university after being sued by the university. Oral Roberts University filed a lawsuit that challenged the DOE's interpretation of Title IX regulations regarding sexual orientation. And shortly after, the Department of Education launched four investigations into the university spanning back 30 years. How convenient, huh? Sounds an awful lot like intimidation to me. An overreach that's gone unchecked for probably way too long. Meanwhile, across the pond, some UK grocery stores are now selling candy and other products promoting sexuality to children. Items, uh, oh, I can't even read this entire list of things that are being sold. One, though, I can read is candy shaped like sexual organs. One critic said that this was not only disgusting, but the sexualization of childhood. The innocence of children is something that is fleeting enough 
These days, without this kind of corruption invading stores, shame on companies for putting profit over the sanctity of the well-being of our young people. Disturbing revelations have emerged about social media censorship ahead of the 2020 election. A new report has claimed that federal agencies pressured platforms to suppress conservative content and accounts. <laughs> is anyone actually surprised by that? Honestly. The collusion reportedly resulted in thousands of posts being censored for ideological reasons. So much for free speech and fair elections in America. And finally, we end with some positive news out of Canada, where the province of Alberta is working to curb the power of unelected health officials. New legislation proposed would prevent bureaucrats from imposing restrictions like lockdowns without oversight. So final decision-making authority would rest with elected representatives, not unaccountable technocrats. That's the wording of the actual article, technocrats. And I, and I can agree on some accounts. I don't know that full-fledged decision-making authority on all things should rest with elected representatives, but maybe this is a step in the right direction. And that's been today's Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Important dates in Christian history. 1611. The authorized or King James translation of the Bible in the English language is published. Fifty-four scholars worked for four years on the project. The King James Version became the Bible of choice in the English-speaking world for over 400 years. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Welcome to the Saturday Night Live of Israel. Hi, everyone. We are live on YouTube with Columbia Yantisemite News. We're Everyone is welcome. LGBTQH. H. Hamas. This is Wretched Radio, courtesy of Not The Bee. This is a skit from some troop in Israel that has more edge than anything Saturday Night Live has done, probably in decades. Why? Because they're actually going to skewer progressivism. They're going to skewer wokeism. That's right. In Israel. So here's. Here's kind of the setting so that you can follow along in your mind. It's two people outside of a university, Yuntisemity, Columbia Yuntisemity. And behind them are those kidnap posters. Have you seen those? I, I did. I, I remember almost immediately after Hamas brutally attacked Israel, they were, there were kidnapped signs up describing the person in the picture who was kidnapped, how it happened. Uh, it's awful. It's tragic. I'm really glad whoever was behind that did that because it really humanized the atrocities that we can sometimes just go, oh, it's like 1400. Okay. 1400. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Some politician, FDR, Teddy Roosevelt, Truman, somebody, but uh, Reagan, I don't know. But they said that like a million people dying, that's, that's like, Oh, oh, a million people died. That's that's kind of a bummer. But one is a tragedy. You personalize it. And those kidnap posters did. So as they make reference to that, now you know what they're talking about. Yeah, I totally sim Hamas. Yeah. It's so trending right now. From the, the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. free. Do you know why it's true? Because it rhymes. <laughs> Just look at all this toxic Zionist propaganda. Kidnap posters is what she's referring to. By the way, 
Her shade of red hair. Very, very Columbia University. He lived in Gaza. Does this look like Gaza to you? Yeah, but I have no idea what Gaza looks like. And they're smiling. Do hostages smile? Sign us liars. Totally sus. Do they think we're stupid? Stupid? I major in queer postcolonial astrology. Ew. Jews make the world dirty. Yeah. And no, I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm racist fluid. Exactly. <laughs> Racial fluid. <laughs> Whatever that is. Now for a little break from all this activism, we want to say hello to our BFF. Bestie freedom fighter. Abu Fatwa in Gaza. Salam alaikum. Alaikum as-salam, and inshallah, Allah will kill you all infidels. This is a fellow, we can't see his face because it's covered, and he's stroking his AK-47. Thank you so much for joining us. Love the headpiece, the all-oppression chic. Very drip. Mr. Fatwa, how are you? Are you safe? Oh, yes, I'm safe. I'm in a tunnel under the Gaza hospital. Uh -huh. Above me, I have Allah and two million civilians protecting me. Community mm -hmm. is so important these days. Do you need, like, humanitarian aid, food, fuel, medicine? It's okay. I have everything. I'm only hungry for rockets. Mm -hmm. As long as it's organic. Yeah. I wish I just could be there with you. You can. You can come to Gaza anytime and we will throw you from the roof, you homosexual dirt. Do you hear? Bro, want to throw me a rooftop party? They are so welcoming and inclusive. So shukran. And you are also very welcome to come here to America. We will come. First we finish with Israel. And America is next. Great! So, I guess we'll see you soon. Yes, it will be a blast. Can't wait, it will be so multicultural. <gasps> yeah, Allah, you are so stupid. Thank you so much, Abu. We love you. I won't even bother killing you. It's a waste of bullets. Good vibes only. Uh, it's better you just kill yourself. <laughs> okay, bye. Die. <laughs> From the river to the sea, Palestine, Palestine will be just free. Yeah, that sounds better. It is better. Uh, have you wondered why it is that what is obvious is being stifled? And that is there is one side of this particular skirmish that is clearly determined to wipe out and slaughter the other side unprovoked surprise attack committing, let's just say, Acts that don't qualify for just war theory. And yet it appears that people are taking the streets. And by the way, apparently it's OK these days to spray paint the gate of the White House to make it look like blood. That's OK as long as it's pro-Palestinian. How is it that so many university students and quite honestly, older people don't see this? What is so obvious? I think there's a number of reasons. We just heard one of them. Woke. Everything is oppressor oppressed. Everything. The con Do you remember when we discussed standpoint theory? It, is a, it has been adopted inside of progressive Protestant circles that your standpoint, your situation is the filter through which everything is interpreted. And the more intersections you have, the more credibility you possess. It's called standpoint theory. And one of the tenets of it is 
that you, if you have been oppressed, should be heard louder than the oppressor. What is that? Well, that, that, that would be Marxism is what that would be. And that is the framework for so many things. I read a really interesting article last night that it's even made its way into evangelical Christianity. That if you, as an evangelical, if you do something that is deemed as oppressive in some way, that you weren't sensitive enough, you weren't thoughtful enough, you weren't representative enough, then you better, you better apologize. What is, what is that? that? That people feel like they are the victim, they're oppressed, and if you're the one who caused the pain, whether it's genuine or not, irrelevant, they are the oppressed, therefore you, the oppressor, need to bend low and seek forgiveness because you are that bad. We're seeing that with the ghosting of parents. We're seeing it on university campuses where kids protest against Israel, pro-Hamas. Why? Because it has been determined and taught that Israel is the oppressor. Therefore, they deserved it. I think there's another reason that we're seeing these rallies on university campuses that are for the wrong side. I, I just think it's a ton of ignorance. And, and I'm not trying to be nasty. I'm just, they're just ignorant. No idea about history. They have no idea how Israel has treated the people in that land, how it treats other Arabs. It is, it's as if they've never read anything other than what they've heard. Israel oppressor, Israel territorial. And if you ever looked at a map of the Mediterranean, yeah, they sure are territorial. They're surrounded by Islamic nations, but 50 times as much land. Nevertheless, all they've heard, Israel oppressor, therefore bad. Furthermore, I think they're ignorant of what Hamas stands for. Which is why this fellow who hit the streets to have people sign a pro-Palestine petition, genius and revealing that people... They just don't even know what they're doing. Doing a, a quick petition to help Hamas free Palestine. Uh, you're all in? All right. Oh, yeah, you're in? Easy. I just have to read terms and conditions just so okay. you, know, you know what you're signing. Okay. By supporting Hamas freeing Palestine, you agree to the following. You agree that every Jew, Christian, and non-Muslim in the world must be slaughtered? I don't know about that one. You endorse making homosexuality punishable by jail or death? Oh, no, no. You believe Iran should use Palestinians as puppets to spread radical jihad and destroy the West? No? No. I'm glad I read the uh, terms yeah. and agreements. You support strict Sharia law, which bans women from showing their knees, hair, playing sports in public, not being able to travel without a man's permission. I'm sorry. I'm not interested? Oh, okay. You want a terrorist group that beheads babies and rapes girls to replace only democracy in the Middle East? Not sure that's something to support. So if I sign, I agree with this? Yes. Baby, no. No? Okay. No. I don't support any of these two things that you just read to me, so okay. then I won't be able to sign this then. That's fair. No, thanks for not signing. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh-huh, facts for peace. Just facts would be nice. <laughs> so if you have perhaps been a little bit dismayed, <laughs> even the talking heads, they look so, I don't know, trustworthy. They wear suits. Uh, they, 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 they present. That Hamas, boy, these, these poor people and the way Israel is treating them.
I, I think that there are at least perhaps you can come up with more, but there's two reasons. Number one, we're, we're wokeism, CRT, Marxism is defining the terms of the debate. Second, it is pretty clear somebody ain't done their homework when they're making claims that Hamas is the oppressed and Israel is the oppressor. If it smells like social Marxism, that's because it is. And some people didn't think CRT was gonna be a problem. This is Wretched Radio. I would say the Tomorrow Clubs is a wonderful ministry. Kids are getting saved like crazy, not just in Eastern Europe, but also in Africa. And it's so efficient. I was just with Paul and Cindy Marty, and I asked, and I said, in, in American currency, how much does it cost to have a kid come to a Tomorrow Club four times a month? So every single week, what, what's the, what does it take to make that happen? Ready? A buck, one dollar. That's it. The kid comes, they get treats. They get materials that they learn the Bible. They memorize a buck because it's it's all volunteer driven. All those dear ones, they're volunteers. It's an amazing ministry. And if you have a heart for the lost in Eastern Europe, Africa, and you love supporting ministries that are super efficient and biblically sound, I would point you in the direction of tomorrowclub.org slash wretched, tomorrowclub.org slash wretched, and ask how many children might I be able to support per month? Hey, hey, thank you so much for listening to Wretched Radio today. We certainly appreciate you. We appreciate your time. And we appreciate all of you who have given to this ministry over the years. Without your support, we couldn't do the things that we're able to do here. So we are tickled pink that you're a part of it. Now, I do want to speak to those of you that have given to us before, but maybe something came up in your life where you had to stop giving for a period of time. Nobody understands that better than we do. But I would ask that if you are able to maybe possibly join us again as an ongoing monthly gospel partner, we would definitely welcome you back with open arms. We've got some exciting things on the horizon we can't wait to tell you about and we would not be able to do those things that we've got coming up without your support so if you're in a place in your life where you could join us as an ongoing monthly gospel partner we would love for you to prayerfully consider doing that all the answers to any questions you might possibly have about what this would look like is available at wretched.org donate wretched amazing grace amazing gospel sorry to ask you to do some math but this is math that is going to make you very 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 happy. Listen to this one testimony of a woman who chose life. When I found out I was pregnant, I felt like I was being pushed to get an abortion. My papa's exact words to me were, this isn't a birthing center, find somewhere else to go. And I came in and I met Melody and it was this instant connection and I told her what I was going through and it was kind of like having an instant friend and instant family. Take that one testimony and multiply it times 54,253 and what do you get? The number of babies that were saved because you have been supporting pre-born centers around the country. Would you please consider helping us grow that number by providing ultrasounds? $28 per ultrasound, 80% of the time saves a life at preborn.org slash wretched. <laughs> God has given the church many gifts for the building up of the body. One gift is exhortation. 
the spiritual ability to encourage, comfort, and admonish God's people. Whether God's people are oppressed, confused, or in error, God has provided the gift of exhortation to comfort, urge, and correct them. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. As the world turns insane. White people are all racist. You're always going to be racist, actually. I believe that white people are born into not being human. Wow. Wow. What a world. What a world. This is Wretched Radio. Jimmy, I was right. It was a politician who said. <laughs> oh, the thing about the the deaths. You said it, it was the death of uh, a million people is a statistic. The death of one is a tragedy. And the politician was? <laughs> Joseph Stalin. Was I wrong? <laughs> no, you weren't. No, I wasn't. <laughs> and even if I were. I could never admit that. I'm a talk show host. It's true. You personalize terror. That that is far more impactful. That is why even with the life issue, make it personal. Make it show it that these are these are genuine babies. These are real human beings. Furthermore, let's tell the stories of women who live with a lifetime of regret because they have been lied to and they consumed it and said, okay, if this is going to make me happy, then I'll do it. Personalizing a national tragedy through the story of one very powerful. And, you know, as long as I brought up this subject of life, preborn, boy, I'll tell you, they're in it. I, I think 16 attorneys general are trying to shut them down right now because it's disinformation. What was the thing that I was reading this morning? It was this litany of things that we're doing that is the exact opposite of what we're doing, but they're actually doing. I do believe the psychological term would be projection. And so we're against, we're against freedom of speech as they shut us down on platforms. Well, we're, 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 we're taking away so many, I think it was Kamala Harris. We're taking away so many freedoms from be, the, the freedom to choose reproductive health. Um, healthcare means making somebody better, not dismembering a baby. And so preborn, they find themselves in the thick of the battle. And it is, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's going to be fascinating to watch how the states do indeed respond to this. Uh, they usually don't make political prognostications, but I'll just toss this one out there. There's a really good chance you might struggle to find a pro-life R politician to vote for. It's a losing issue. Now, we know the right side of the issue. I'm just saying, practically, if Tuesday night is any sign, this does not look real great for 2024. So what is a politician going to do? Capitulate. Unless you've got somebody who's willing to be bold and courageous, identify what it is, use their pro-life skills to debate the issue and reveal to people what is really going on behind closed doors, then you can look forward to an awful lot of pro-choice Republicans, preborn.org slash wretched. They keep counseling. They're also having to figure out how do we get involved online because of all of the medication that's being ordered online so that people go to their website 
Historically, it was just going to the clinic or that clinic. Um, but now it's online. So if you can support the great pro-life ministry, they preach the gospel to people. They want to save babies and souls. Preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched. Jimmy, yes. I have some more stories that indicate UFTA. We've, we've definitely changed here. Let's go to People Magazine. Show, no, I'm sorry. USA Today. Are they any different? <laughs> have you ever seen the two of them together? Great I'd, sources of truth. Don't think you yeah, have. They're one and the same. USA Today. This is actually a headline, and it's not a spoof. <laughs> it, it, I, I don't think it would be appropriate to report this to make fun of the person, because clearly something is wrong here. This is the headline. An Ohio woman identifies as a vampire. And then in parentheses, without the blood sucking, because, you know, we all know that vampires that don't suck blood, that's fine. This is just tragic. There's been no turning back for the 28-year-old woman who identifies as a vampire. See, you have to at least applaud the progressives in that they go for it. They realize that if they say you can't actually identify as a vampire or as an airplane, you're a, you're a human being, that would undermine the, the trans argument. So they can't do that. So what are they seemingly attempting to do? Make their, make their worldview seem sincere. Yes, you can identify as a vampire. Non-blood-sucking, of course. But yes, it can be done. There's been no turning back for the 28-year-old woman who identifies as a vampire who wears fangs and makeup of dark red lipstick with a phoenix eye punctuated by red, orange, and yellow, and a beak and a tail. She also wears a white shirt with flowy sleeves and a black cape. I'll bet a woman wrote this article. Why? A lot, of, a lot of attention to fashion. That <laughs> tends to be a good sign right there. Quote, I've always been all about vampires, citing her preoccupation with Anne Rice books and with Dracula, and you think I'm going to make some sort of backhanded comment about the effects of Harry Potter. I'm not going to do that <laughs> because you would accuse me of suggesting that it is possible that books and movies that are popularized and consumed by kids could possibly affect their worldview. No. I, would, I would not do such a thing. A 2015 survey by the Atlanta Vampire Alliance. Uh-uh, close. Jimmy? Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I, you know, looking for a I new hobby, a Shriner, <laughs> but maybe we could join the Atlanta Vampire Alliance said 5,000 people in the U.S. identify as real vampires. And some of them do drink blood from willing donors. Thanks for the story. USA Today. Very, very educational. Dozens of North American birds will soon get new names. Perhaps you heard about this. If some, a bird was named by somebody who apparently had something that we deem in our perfectly brilliant, always rightly informed 21st century world, then you got to cancel them. And there were people who discovered birds and have the bird named after them. They're oppressors. And we think they were racist. So their discovery, we're going to lose it. This is just such a low view of human beings. There's a power in a name. 
And some English bird names have associations with the past that continue to be exclusionary and harmful. Rather than evaluating individual species on a case-by-case basis, where the organization, this is whatever, ornithological society, rather than doing things on an individual basis, we're just going to change all bird names. They imply possession of a species. No. You wouldn't want a human being to be in possession of a species. Do any of these people have pets? Are they okay with the raptor center that actually takes wounded birds and heals them back but keeps them in captivity until they're healed? They are overwhelmingly from a particular time and social fabric. Jimmy, isn't it nice to know that we're just the best? And all these people that came before us were so stupid, weren't they? <laughs> they just no idea what they were doing, the dummies. Wow. I got a text. They are almost all white men, few women, and women were almost all first names. No. The goal is to make birding more inclusive and welcoming to people of all backgrounds. Okay, look, for, look forward to that new diversity out in the woods. Look forward to seeing more people with binoculars. The shift largely began in 2020 after George Floyd. This fellow is a well-known field guide author, initially opposed the renaming plan. He now sees it as an exciting opportunity to give these bird names that celebrate them rather than some person in the past. What is that? That's anthropology, a low view of human beings. By the way, the plant people are looking at doing that with plants too, the Botanical Congress, starting, by the way, with Thomas Jefferson, who I did not know had a plant named after him. The article actually said, the scientific name is Jeffersonian diphila, named after Jefferson, who is a controversial figure in American history. There you have it. Didn't know that, did you? Hey, this is, this is another sign of the times. California, back in 2020, you know, back when people were still stupid. Unlike we, we aren't today, three years later, because this is the time that I live. So I'm the smartest. There was a statue of a Spanish missionary protesters toppled in 2020. It's been replaced with something else. I'm not going to say what it is because that's not the point. If you want to put up a statue of something, other things, knock yourself out. But why didn't they replace the statue of the missionary? I think the answer is pretty simple. We do not respect the past. So whoever decided to put up a statue of a Spanish missionary, they, they are not being respected. They, they're they're their understanding of that fellow's contributions, thumbs down. Why? Because we're the smartest, most advanced generation ever. Until tomorrow, go serve your king.